Ladies and gentlemen, damas y caballeros, welcome back to Soccer Symphony, the podcast where we talk about everything soccer related. And as we know, we have reached the end of the World Cup. That's obviously, it's been long gone. France have been flaunting and cheering and celebrating with the World Cup trophy all over the place, all over social media. And the reality is that um, we're past that already. And everyone's already over the little World Cup haze. But the reality is that we're left between that lull of the end of the World Cup. And we're waiting for every single league in Europe to start. As we know, Liga MX started this past weekend in Ronda number 1. The first round, the first match day uh, already passed by. But nonetheless, European football has yet to begin, and now all we're left with is the goodness and richness that is the transfer window, the transfer market, however you'd like to call it. There's just so much going on, and as soon as the World Cup ended, and I believe that the World Cup hadn't even ended yet, when I believe the biggest news of the transfer window, or the transfer market, the biggest, like, bang, like... Some people expected it, some people didn't expect it, but in the likeliness, we obviously know that Cristiano Ronaldo joined Juventus from Real Madrid. It's unbelievable for that to have happened. Um, Some people expected it, Uh, some people already felt it coming on, but nonetheless, CR7 is no longer a merengue, he's no longer a blanco, he's no longer a Real Madrid player. He now plays for Juventus. And I believe we had already mentioned it in the last podcast. But I believe since this is going to be a transfer window, transfers and rumors uh, centered podcast episode for Soccer Symphony. We're going to focus on every single transfer that's happening in my personal opinion. And you can voice your, uh, your opinion in Twitter at Soccer Symphony. But for me, the biggest transfer, uh, I could say, of the... 2018 transfer window or the 2018 summer transfer window is Juventus leaving Real Madrid for about 105 million pounds um and that's pretty crazy it's 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 a lot of cheddar I think it was like 120 million euro something like that correct me if I'm wrong but nonetheless that's still a lot of money for Cristiano Ronaldo who is 33 years old but he can still give you a lot. We've seen him do damage. We've seen him do a lot of stuff. Now we're seeing him. Do- and, I, and like, you know, a lot of people have said that like Ronaldo's drive and ambition to be a successful player. He, not, he mean, he did it in England with Manchester United. He did it, definitely did it over a nine-year spell in Real Madrid. And now you can bet your butt that he is going to do it for Juventus. Now, I guess that the biggest trophy that Ronaldo could win with Juventus wouldn't necessarily be Serie A. Because remember, Juventus are like consecutive Serie A winners. Like, they win it every year. Not a surprise. I don't think Ronaldo... I mean, I believe, and seeing how Serie A is shaping up right now, it's looking like... Serie A is looking pretty good. It's looking pretty tasty. Um, it looks like Inter are trying to like stack up because they just got like um, Nangolan. Um, they got uh, Stefan De Vrij on free transfer from, I believe they got him from Lazio for free. Um, they're doing their job in the transfer window. And I personally, in Italy, in Serie A, I'm an Inter Milan fan. That is my team. That is the team that I support. When I look at Serie A games, I always look at how the table's doing and I always look how Inter are doing. And it um, looks like they're doing their job and so are other um, 
players in in Serie A, for example, I mean Juventus got Jao Cancelo, which is a pretty crazy transfer at the moment. I'm trying to see right now as I look. Uh, he is a new arrival, and he just arrived from Valencia. Jao Cancelo is a Portuguese 24 year old right back, and we're gonna see what he does in um, the transfer window. But you know, you know, we're gonna be talking about a lot. We're gonna be going into a lot too in depth on this transfer market. We're gonna be talking about probably like the top transfers uh, so far, and we're gonna talk about some smoke that is rising up uh, potentially for uh, transfers that have not been completed yet, but they're like. On the rise, for example, um, some let me let me give you some transfer rumors. Is that uh, Martial has been linked with two uh, German giants, Borussia Dortmund and uh, Bayern Munich. Now, uh, Martial has not really been able to blossom under Mourinho's tenure. Uh, he was taking over by Bangal, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong again, but nonetheless. Uh, Martial has not really seen a lot of minutes for Manchester United, and it's time for him to explore his horizons. Now he's been linked with Bayern, uh, with Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund, um, and that is uh, pretty interesting to see where he'll end up. Seeing how obviously Manchester United are already stacked with players as is, so that's pretty crazy um, in its own. And it would be very interesting to see where he goes. Now Thibaut Courtois is something that I wanted to talk about real quick. Because we already talked about Ronaldo leaving Real Madrid. Now, how about people joining Real Madrid? Now, who's going to fill in that vacant hole that Ronaldo left? Well, I believe, and this is always uh, an opinion, and and, and this is why we do Soccer Symphony. This is why I really push to get the Twitter account set up, is because we need to start a conversation. Now, uh, I want to go out my way and thank every single person who has listened to Soccer Symphony up to this point, who's taken their time to maybe even just listen to a couple of minutes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the support. It really motivates me to keep going forward um, in doing this. And um, there's just so much to talk about today. But I wanted to put a little pause because I'm recording this live. I'm recording it. Um, As I mentioned in a previous podcast, it's going to be a huge desire of mine to lift up this podcast and to make something of it, to make something of it for, for personally for myself, just because this is a passion of mine. It's a dream of mine. Talking about soccer is what I love. I love following it. I follow a whole bunch of like soccer accounts on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and I go pretty crazy on that stuff and I just love hearing uh, about soccer just anything soccer related transfers games leagues you name it I love it and that's pretty much the main reason why soccer symphony was born Um, I'm gonna get down to a little personal level here and that is that if you're listening to this um, because you love the beautiful game and you've come across my podcast and you enjoy it and you like it then I thank you very much for that but in reality I started thinking to myself there's two ways of going into something you're you're going into something to do it for someone or you're going you're going into something to do it for yourself. And I believe when you go into something doing it for yourself, you're going to get much, much more back from it. And on a personal note, I just wanted to say the soccer symphony was a desire born within me. And it's a desire that came out uh, that it was a dream that came a reality. And even though I'm not a super five star podcast that everyone talks about, it, everyone listens to it, soccer related podcast that's gone viral and sensational that's not really my goal at the moment it's a dream it's something that i would like but it's not the main reason why i'm making soccer symphony soccer symphony was born just because i love soccer i love talking about it 
I love everything that surrounds the beautiful game. And when you watch a soccer game for those 90 minutes, you are sort of disconnected from reality and you're put into the field, even though you're not physically present in a field, you're you're there because you're supporting the team because you want a certain side to win. And it's just that those 90 minutes turn into your reality and real life is blocked out for a moment. And that's the beauty that soccer gives you. It gives you so much more than what you think. And um, that's why I love it. That's why Soccer Symphony was born. So in reality, I'm just going to put it out there right now. I will continue putting out as much content as I can as long as my strength gives me the ability to just to keep pushing forward and to do everything in my reach to accomplish so much more with this podcast. Um, Every single podcast will vary. I think I've mentioned this prior. It will vary between uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And as soon as I start building up my arsenal and the likes of getting a nice mic, a nice condenser mic, some nice interfaces, a better software to record, because at the moment, um, I'm not complaining, but, uh, but Anchor does a very good job of setting up your own little studio within, from the power of your cellular device from your phone. And I, I can't complain with that. It, it, it gets the foot, it gets your foot right in the door. It puts you exactly where you need to be. So that's why I'm grateful for that. And um, I will continue to be appreciative, appreciative with Anchor for everything that it's able, everything that's been able to do uh, for me just with the power of your phone and everything that um, it's allowed me to reach. For example, I started, I started, um, I started uh, social media for it. And I will, I wanted to talk to you about this really quick because I'm trying to find it here. I'm not sure where I typed it up, but I wanted to let you guys basically know that Soccer Symphony is available on multiple platforms. Um, for example, I just got approved and Soccer Symphony are officially on uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, we're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We are on a whole bunch of other ones that I believe if you go to the Twitter and uh, notification, you'll be able to know much, much more from the from the podcast. But reality is that the first episodes won't, won't be the very best um, because I'm just new to this field. For example, a couple of my peers and people that are close to me have taken their time to listen to the podcast. And one thing that they've definitely pointed out was my use of um a lot. For example, I'll be talking about something, so I'll go, oh, you know, Fred joined Manchester United, um, and then I'll stop, and that'll be something crazy. Uh, fun fact, though, Fred did join Manchester United for for a good price uh, from Shakhtar the next for a fee of 553, excuse me, 53.10 million pounds. Just a little fun fact for you there. But the reality is that the reality is that I, I would love for Soccer Symphony to be so much more. And right now it's just a seed that I planted. Uh, Anchor was the fertile ground that was provided to me and my content and everything that I put into it will be the seed that I plant. And as much passion and the passion and the joy and the emotion and the feeling and everything that I invest into it, I know that I will reap it back. So I'm extremely grateful for that. So if you're putting up with me up to this point and you've listened to every single episode or you come across one or two episodes, but 
you find that, hey, this kid puts out decent content and his opinions are pretty decent and okay, then I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart if you're taking your time to listen to this up to this point. But the desire will be to obviously strengthen my areas and get editing software so I could fix certain parts. Because up to this point, every single episode that's been put out there has been completely inspired um, for myself. Not I haven't had the help from anybody besides a couple of my peers who give me pointers here and there. And my wonderful cousin who actually helped me design the Soccer Symphony logo, which I so highly appreciate it. And I'm pretty sure that you've maybe come across the podcast and you like the logo. So you clicked it and you listened to this crazy kid putting his input about soccer. But nonetheless, I'm just extremely grateful. And that's a little pause right there. Um, a little segment that I wanted to just patch in there in the middle of all this mayhem but with every single passing podcast episode as i've mentioned prior before i will try to be more organized and more critical about how we go about everything but it's monday and i really wanted to put a podcast out there for you guys to listen throughout the week um definitely probably we will be putting out more uh transfer window maybe a couple of episodes um Maybe a couple of episodes to do with uh, transfers. Um, excuse me. Uh, uh, definitely a couple of more episodes that we'll be talking about transfers. <laughs> That's the thing about doing live, doing live podcast but nonetheless i mean i'm completely extremely 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 grateful for every single person who who has literally taken their time to listen to this podcast thank you for everybody all right now let's just get back into it now that i've gone through my little rant and i hope you appreciate every single thing that's um been done up to this point but nonetheless ladies and gentlemen i just wanted to tell you real quick that the Premier League match day one will the first game ever, the debut game will be on August 10th, Friday, August 10th, 2018. Uh, the first game ever will be Manchester United versus Leicester City. That is going to be a very spicy game, definitely. Leicester City have clearly won the Premier League a couple of seasons back, the miracle season, the team that no one ever expected to win the Premier League to begin with. But that's that's that will be the first game of the Premier League. Uh, August 10th, La Liga starts, and a lot of games uh, will be happening. Hold up. <laughs> I don't think La Liga's... Uh, La Liga has actually posted their their stuff for their newest matches. I think they haven't been put out there yet. But as far as I know, Premier League starts... Friday, August 10th, Manchester United versus Leicester. And then Saturday, August 11th, we'll have a whole plethora of games um, coming forth. But nonetheless, we're not going to strive away from our true objective. And we're talking about transfer transfers and rumors. So that's going to be the little uh, way. And first, we've made it 15 minutes into the podcast. And it's been a pretty hectic first 15 minutes to the podcast so if you're still here bearing with me i appreciate that thumbs up to you thank you thank you thank you follow us if you're listening to us on any of the platforms that 
Anchor does a great job of getting us too. I appreciate that very much. And let's just start off right off the bat. And we're going to go down as much as I can. And I'm not going to try to drag this episode out. We're literally just going to talk about transfers. There might be another episode about rumors or any updates or anything following from that. But I've pretty much missed a lot of transfers. So let's just dive in head deep into the transfers. And number one is Kylian Mbappe officially is part of PSG from Monaco. He joined for 121 uh, million pounds. And I'm kind of salty that <clears throat> the source that I'm using to uh, learn about uh, transfers and stuff like that um, is literally all into, into pounds. Let me see if I can fix that. If it could be fixable, it'll be lit. All right, cool. I fixed it. All right, here we go. So Kylian Mbappe joined, and we're going to talk Euro because this is the transfer window, and every single center transfer that's huge is predominantly in Europe. So Kylian Mbappe officially finished his loan just so PSG won't face any transfer uh, bans um, for breaking the... The transfer window, like, you can't um, spend a whole bunch of money. Uh, I forgot what that was called. But, obviously, Barcelona have suffered from it. Atletico Madrid were suffering it from Real Madrid were suffering because you're not allowed to spend a certain, um, to not come across and break any rules uh, from the transfer window, spending excess loads of cash for players. But Kylian Mbappe was transferred officially to PSG from Monaco because we all clearly know that Mbappe uh, did the last season with PSG on quote-unquote loan so they won't face any um, penalties for uh, FIFA fair play. That's what it's called. For any FIFA fair play rules. So he's officially part of PSG. Now PSG paid 135 million euros. Now that's money right there. It's not what PSG spent for Neymar and the likes of 222 million euro, but still 135 million euro for a 19-year-old kid who was a World Cup winner at this point. And the and 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 the, and the more you talk about Mbappe, it's just like, okay, you know what? Fine, yeah, he's worth. And the 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 way that soccer, or football, or football, gaucho, however you want to call it, the way that the market has inflated to great amounts is incredible because just a couple of seasons ago, we were like, oh my gosh, 100 million euro for bail. And now that's just like chump change. Like, oh yeah, yeah, PSG bought Neymar for 222 million euro. So, I mean, PSG just had that lying around in their back pockets. But no, Kylian Mbappe, which everyone clearly learned quickly after the World Cup that Kylian Mbappe is definitely on his way to be a world star, a World Cup legend uh, for France. If he keeps putting up the performances he is and he keeps getting, obviously, he will keep getting called up to the national side. But, I mean, at the age of 19, he already won a World Cup. If Kylian Mbappe never won anything again with with France, with the national team, people would be like, who cares? He still won a World Cup with them, and that's all that matters because that's what they're pinning Leo Messi down for. That's what everyone's criticizing him for. They're... They're, well, I mean, that's the smack that everyone talks is that if Messi really wants to cement himself as the best player in the world, parentheses, in my eyes, Messi already is the best player in the world and he doesn't need to win any more titles to prove it because I believe that, like, for example, the World Cup, that isn't an individual prize. That is a team prize. You earn that as a team. 
And clearly, Messi winning the World Cup, he can't win that by himself. He needs 11 players around him who will push him forward and that he can rely on, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not building any excuses, but nonetheless, I mean, stop pinning players down for not winning team team awards. And we already saw that Messi's won as much individual awards as he can. End of parentheses. Now, getting back into Kylian Mbappe being, for example, the number one most expensive transfer of the window because obviously... Those 135 million euro have been deposited into Monaco's accounts. And Monaco lost a great player since last season. So they've been able to sort of recuperate from losing Mbappe on loan. But nonetheless, now he's gone. And this time they have 135 million euros deposited freshly and nicely stacked into their bank account. And only at the age of 19. So that is Mbappe. Number two, we already talked about Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, he, he his his transfer market value was worth at 100 million euro, but PSG is like you know what I mean I'm sorry Juventus is like you know what this CR7 he's a legend for Real Madrid nine years he's won three consecutive Champions League four Champions Leagues with Real Madrid I believe five total Champions Leagues for him because he won with Manchester United so why are we gonna keep going? Deep into Ronaldo's luxurious five-time Ballon d'Or window, winner, four-time UEFA Best Player of the of Europe, uh, one European Championship with Portugal. He's won the Champions League five times. He won the Premier League three times. So we know that Ronaldo is definitely worth every single penny that Juventus put into him. And if you're gonna look at the age, Ronaldo is definitely defying the laws of age because it does not affect him in any shape or form. Number three, number three, number three. It was it. it number three is my surprise. I wasn't completely aware that this officially happened, but nonetheless, it did happen. And that is that 22-year-old Thomas Lamar, another loss and another deficit for Monaco, has left. Uh, Monaco to join Atletico Madrid for 70 million euro. Now, is Thomas Lamar worth 70 million euro? I believe so. Um, every single team was after him. I think Liverpool were after him. Arsenal were after him. PSG probably were after him. I wouldn't be surprised if PSG were after him. But nonetheless, Thomas Lamar joined uh, Atletico Madrid and he's going to join his buddy, the L Dancing Fortnite player Griezmann up front Atletico Madrid. And that just means that Atletico Madrid mean business and they want to do get the job done and sort of stop that reign that Barcelona and Real Madrid keep having in La Liga. Now we've seen Atletico Madrid win La Liga. We've seen Atletico Madrid do damage on their own. They won the Europa they won the Europa League uh recently. Uh their current Europa League title holders so they mean damage in La Liga. They need to put their uh, players to task. And now that Ronaldo left Real Madrid, I believe that that sort of, it, it might look like, oh, you know, now Barcelona have completely privileges uh, over winning back-to-back La Liga titles. They went almost undefeated last season. Uh, it looks like they're going to dominate. No, you know what? You got to give... Atletico Madrid credit where credit is due because signing Thomas Lamar was something nice that they did that's definitely going to bolster their attack and give them benefit and more depth into an already in-depth Atletico Madrid side. So 70 million euro for Atletico Madrid. Now we're, 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 I'm rating, um, this is being ranked from one, 
Uh, one being the most expensive player, which is Kylian Mbappe for 135 million euro. Ronaldo's number two. Thomas Lamar's number three at uh, 70 million. And number four, is he worth it? I don't know. But number four is 27-year-old Algerian player Riyad Mahrez, who joined Manchester City from Leicester for 600, for 67.8 million euro. Listen to these numbers. 67.8 million euro for Riyad Mahrez. He's 27 years old. He won the Premier League with Leicester. He's done damage on his own already. He could be considered... I don't know if you can consider him a legend for Leicester, but that's definitely a loss for Leicester. Will they be any more competitive this season? I mean, um, looking back at... Let me check something out. Because you, you want to look back at what, what position Leicester finished in uh, last season. 17. 17 for the 17-18 uh, Premier League table. Alright. So Leicester. Leicester finished 9th place last season in the Premier League. 9th place. That doesn't get you Champions League football. It doesn't get you Europa League football. It gets you, you get to stay in the Premier League football and keep trying. Thank you, come again next season, which they are. But they just lost Riyad Mahrez. I think all their left, they, they lost N'Golo Conte this season after they won the Premier League. They already lost Riyad Mahrez. They lost drink water to Chelsea. I mean, they, they kept the... Leicester again, like like torn apart. It was like that Monaco season where like they ripped the league and I think they won it and they did great. And then all of a sudden they started getting sucked dry from their stars. You know, Falcao had had been gone. Um, who else left? Let me think. I mean, I think John Moutinho is linked with Wolves now because they are newly promoted to the Premier League. But nonetheless, I mean, Leicester are going through a Monaco phase where they're being sucked from their stars and now they just lost uh, Real Madrid to Manchester City. Because freaking Pep Guardiola spoiled and he, he, obviously Manchester City definitely have the money to do whatever the frick they want. Number five, and this is going to touch a little bit close to home for me because we're going to talk about we're going to talk about one of four transfers from my beloved Liverpool side. Come on, you Reds, you'll never walk alone. And hopefully these next signings will allow us never to walk alone. And we're going to talk a little bit something close to base, close to home to me, because number five is Navi Keita. For 20, uh, he's 23 years old. His market value is at... Hold up. Hold up. Uh, Navi Keita, whose uh, market value is worth 65 million euro. And Liverpool looks like they got a bargain because they had bought him for 60 million euro, but they left him loaned at RB Leipzig. And now he joined Liverpool for 60 million euro. So he's officially a red. He's officially our player. He got the iconic number eight for Liverpool. Um, he won uh, two. Uh, he has two Austrian championships and two Austria Cup winners because why not? Why the frick not? Is that going to be a loss for 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 Leipzig? Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out as soon as this uh, Bundesliga 
season kicks off. But that's number five, and that's close to base for me. He got Gerrard's number eight, and he, let's see what he does for Liverpool because Liverpool, I'm assuming, are tired of not having won the... I am tired, and I believe every single Liverpool fan is probably tired of not having won the Premier League in forever and never, and we're just tired of it. And I think that finally... This is Klopp's chance to show what he's made of. I mean, uh, some footage was released of him saying that he believes in raising star young players, and he and we saw he did that in, in Borussia Dortmund, and he believes in 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 investing in the youth and bringing young players up, and we kind of seen that in Trent Alexander Arnold and um, Roberts, uh, the left back, but. The Premier League is a very competitive league. Um, you're not versing a one-headed giant in, in in the Bundesliga and that only Bayern Munich wins it every time so you don't have to worry about the other teams in, in the Bundesliga because you could make it up easily. No, this is the Premier League where it will tear you apart where you have to verse Manchester United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham and then you can never count out any team in the Premier League. Sure, you could be like, oh, Everton are trash. Oh, West Ham are trash. Yeah, but then they're going to come through and beat you in Stoke. A rainy night in Stoke. We've heard it before. So the Premier League is no joke. Every single game you have to perform because you could be first place one day, but then you lose and then all of a sudden you're fourth, fifth place. So the Premier League is no joke. And Jurgen Klopp has really been given you know, the green card. Here you go. Go for it. You got Navi Keita for 60 million euros. So he's number five. Following him is number six, Alisson, who joined from Roma. He joined my beloved Liverpool for a whopping 62.5 million euro. Uh, Liverpool's ever highest, the most expensive goalkeeper in Liverpool history. I believe even in football, the most expensive goalkeeper. And it's it's crazy how... You know, Klopp was saying, oh, I believe in investing in the youth. We do it for the youth, this, this, and that for the youth. But like like I, I said it again and I put my opinion, the Premier League is a very competitive league. You're going to get torn up and get spat down to the championship. If you don't play your cards right, if you don't do things right, you're going to end up getting relegated. So it's no joke. So after seeing the terrible, terrible mistake... That Cadius did against uh, Real Madrid in the final of the Champions League, where he flopped and he let a couple of mistakes go through. Um, it sucks. It sucks that it had to happen that way. But could you trust Cadius? Sure, let's give him a second chance as the second goalkeeper. You play him in like the Carbaro Cup, or you'll play him for like an FA Cup game versus a very, very, very low side. And you allow him to build his confidence up again. And Mignolet, come on, Mignolet's time, his thing has been past due. It's, it's time for him to go be a starter in like another team or to go to the champ to the championship. I really don't care as long as he's not in between the sticks for Liverpool. With with the arrival of Alisson, I doubt Mignolet will actually be starting because you're going to have three top... Let me take that back. You're going to have three goalkeepers. One is... Alisson, who was Brazil's goalkeeper for the World Cup. And then you have Carlos, who I think he's a good goalkeeper, but let him, you know, redeem himself from the mistakes that he did. And Mignolet, buddy, you've had your chance. You're long past town in Liverpool. It's time for you to go. So so we're going to review real quick. Kylian Mbappe is first. 
Cristiano second, Thomas Lamar third, Riyad Mahrez fourth, Navi Keita fifth, Alison sixth. And now we're going to talk about somebody who we previously mentioned on my little rant before I went into my little inspirational rant about the podcast. It was Fred. He's number seven. He's 25 years old. His estimated worth is about 72 million euro. He joined from Shakhtar Donetsk to Manchester United and Mourinho spoiled little side. Uh, he he they bought him for 59 million euro. 59 million euro. Woo! That's a lot of chunk of change for a Brazilian because, well, Brazilians seem to be dominating so far here. And from the ones that I've mentioned, not yet, but as I looked on the list, he's not going to be the first Brazilian we're going to come across. We already talked about Alisson. We already talked about Fred. And now we're going to talk about Jorginho, who's another Brazilian. So that's three Brazilians in a row. And surprise, surprise, you're going to see more Brazilians coming forth. It, not really a surprise. Uh, Douglas uh, Jorginho, who's Brazilian, joined uh, Chelsea from Napoli. Um, ma, 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 okay, I, I'm going to butcher his name a little bit here. But um, Mauricio Sari, I believe, is their new coach. He came from Napoli. Uh, Mauricio Sari, I'm sorry for butchering his name, but nonetheless... Chelsea are going to verse Manchester City on Sunday, August 5th at 4 p.m. Uh, for the Community Shield final. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen here because obviously the better side on paper might look like Manchester City because if Chelsea lose Courtois, who are they going to replace him with? And Real Madrid are definitely going strong for Courtois. And Real Madrid are definitely going strong for for. Eden Hazard. So it's going to be very crazy to see what the lad does coming up right now. What is going on? Alright. So, nonetheless, okay, this isn't funny anymore. Having a little bit of technical difficulties right now with the and and if you want to see all this information for yourself, um, because I'm literally just going down the list and reviewing it myself. Literally, if you want to go through it, um, I'm pretty sure you could find millions of websites. Maybe I exaggerated a little bit. You can find plenty of websites uh, who who will talk about. That will talk about transfers and stuff like transfer-related topics on Google. You just literally Google it and you're good to go. But it seems like we're having a little uh, web episode here. But nonetheless. I mean, we're talking about the, the, the late, the, like the top transfers. And we're having some technical difficulties here. And we're just gonna keep going down the list. Now my thing that was converting it from pound from pounds to euros got janked up, so we're gonna have to refer to stuff as uh, to pounds for the moment being. But we're going down the list talking about Jorginho. 
uh, joining Chelsea, Mauricio Sari, uh, talking about how Manchester City are going to verse uh, Chelsea on August 5th for the Community Shield. But let's see if Jorginho starts for that game. Let's see what can Jorginho contri- contribute to a already good packed uh, midfield, especially if they're going to lose. Um, if they're going to lose Hazard, but Jorginho is a defensive midfielder. So, going down the list, surprise, surprise, another Brazilian, Douglas Costa, right winger, joins from Bayern Munich officially to Juventus. He was loaned at Juventus already from Bayern Munich, but Juventus said, you know what, we like Douglas Costa, he's a good lad, and they bought him for <clears throat> 36 million pounds, is what they gave for Douglas Costa, and... That's very interesting that they took that loan and they said, you know what, he's worth it. He He's valued at 49.5 million pounds. So he's a good lad. It's not like Juventus are losing, but he's a right winger. So let's see if he contributes to the Ronaldo era Juventus. Number 10, here we go again, another Brazilian. So we, we went from like like the top five are not Brazilian, but then you go six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The, the next five uh, top 10 transfers are from Brazil. And they're consecutive. Because Fabinho, another close-to-home player for me, just joined Liverpool for £40.5 million. And did we need another defensive midfielder? I believe so. Fabinho was rewarded and gifted with the number three, I believe. Yes, Fabinho has number three. All he won... Uh, was uh league on with Monaco because that's where he hails from Monaco, he, he and and again we're talking about how Monaco just keep losing and losing and losing players. So, um, this is gonna be a very uh side note. This is going to be a very uh extense uh podcast just because we haven't talked about transfers, and I don't know up to what extent people are gonna be listening to to this far, but hey, if you're one of the warriors that probably are like doing something or running or just sitting in your car or you're on a long trip or you come across this and you're listening it to it to the podcast up to this point that's pretty dope and thank you for the support um but uh the following podcast i'll try making them a little bit shorter um coming up i'm going to start working on a little new project for soccer symphony um, and we're going to go into depth only about leagues. We're going to talk about every single league. We're going to talk about uh, the fixtures for respective leagues, probably starting off with uh, the Premier League because it's one of the most interesting, packed, crazy, hectic, more more like transfer-oriented leagues. Um, and then everyone else just literally contributes to the cause. But we're going to talk about, like, for example, you'll see under the title or description, Let's Talk. The, the segment will be called Let's Talk About. And then I'll just put, let's talk about the Premier League. Let's talk about Serie A. Let's talk about La Liga. Let's talk about Bundesliga. And so on and so forth. And uh, Liga MX is a close to heart league for me. I, I really like and enjoy their 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 soccer, their football. And it's very con- contributive. And we'll definitely be talking about the MLS and other stuff. Looking forward to it. And that was uh, Fabinho at number 10. Now, I'm only going to go into depth about um, to depth on the top 10 transfers and the most expensive ones or the following ones that I just talked about. But really quick, I just want to go really quickly through the list that I'm provided here. Um, number 11, uh, Rijad 
uh, Rajat Nyangolan. He joined uh, Inter from Roma for 38 million euro. Uh, number 12, Vinicius Jr. joined uh, Real Madrid from, I believe, Flamengo, if I'm not mistaken, for 45 million euro. Jao Concello, as we have previously mentioned, joined Juventus from Valencia for 40, for 40.4 million euro. Leon Goretzka joined Bayern Munich from Schalke on free transfer. It's crazy because Leon Goretzka is only 23 years old and he's such a good, young, promising player. And Bayern Munich just scooped him up for free. So that's that's sucks for Schalke, but kudos to Bayern Munich who know how to play their waiting game right and they got their man for free. Uh, another team that got their man for free, and that's number 15 on the list, is Stefan De Vrij, who joined Inter Milan, another one of my favorite uh, teams from Serie A, my only favorite team from Serie A, even though I do follow other teams from Serie A, and I like every single team from every single league, but cl- clearly there's always a preference for one, and I think I mentioned it before, but I'm not biased toward any of that stuff. So, as the 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 timer keeps going, I really wanted to um, end... Uh, with just finishing this list off. Number 16, Paulinho. Very interesting, but he left Barcelona to go back to his previous club, uh, Jiangsu uh, Evergrande, Grande, something like that, uh, from the Chinese Super League. Now, he's worth 40 million euro, and he was loaned, but I think Evergrande have uh option of buying him back if they're interested. But, I mean, I believe that he did very well for Barcelona in his first season with them. So, as to why they loaned him back there, I would not know. But from one Brazilian to another, number 17, Felipe Anderson, joined uh, West Ham from Lazio for 38, for 38 million euro. And I wish thing would like. Okay. Number 18, uh, Clement Ling- Linglet joined uh, SC Barcelona from... Let's see, my memory doesn't fail me, but Linglet joined from Sevilla for 35.9 million euro, almost 36 million euro. He joined Barcelona. Why? Because apparently Barcelona want more more center backs. I mean, Jenny Mina looks like he's... It's all transfer smoke, but looks like he's, he, he might join Everton from the looks of it because they're the ones pursuing him more harder. And he's going to join um, them maybe. But Linglet is another center back into Barcelona, he's gonna, probably going to play next to his compatriot, Samuel Umtiti, but then you got Piqué, so Lenglet's probably going to be like a sub, or he'll start like every other game, because I believe that um, Piqué and Umtiti have their center backs, like starting center back spots locked down. Number 19, another Barcelona uh, transfer uh, purchase, Artur joined from Gremio for 31 million euro, they made it official, they accelerated his process, so Artur is officially an FC Barcelona player. Joffrey Condogbia joined Valencia. Now, he was loaned at Valencia, but Condogbia was a Inter player. But I believe that Inter are like, we don't want him anymore. Y'all keep him. So they loaned him. They loaned him in 2017, and they made his uh, loan permanent, and they bought him for 25 million euro. Pretty interesting. Uh, we're almost done with the list. We're going to end it off in the, the next five. Emir Khan uh, left Liverpool to join Juventus on free transfer. Fabian Ruiz uh, joined Napoli. He's 22 years old and he joined for 30 million euro and he left Betis 
for 30 million euro. He left Real Betis, came up through their academy. Uh, they loaned him to Elche for a season, then he came back. And now Napoli are like, you know what, we got to bolster something up. So they bought Fabian Ruiz, who is Espanol. He's from Spain. Uh, uh, Alvaro Odriazola, which we haven't heard of a lot of this team yet. Except for the left, they sold Ronaldo. But Alberto Odresola is a right back who played for Real Sociedad, who joined Real Madrid for 30 million euro. And at 24, very good signing, very promising, did a very good job uh, for Uruguay in the World Cup. And that's Lucas Torreira, who's 22 years old and joined Arsenal from, I believe, Sampdoria. Yes, from Sampdoria uh, for 30 million euro. He's young, he's promising, he has a lot of potential. You best believe Uruguay will continue to come up to the national side. And we're going to end off with Jan Mikael Seri, who joined Fulham from Nice. I think even Barca wanted him for a sec. He's from Ivory Coast, and they signed him to up to 2022. And let's see what he does for Fulham. Uh, who just joined the Premier League because obviously every single team needs to get their A game up. But ladies and gentlemen, those are the top 25 transfers up to this moment. We've talked about as much as I can. Uh, quickly, a couple of rumors. We've talked about Martial potentially joining um, either Bayern Munich or Borussia Dortmund. Uh, Jay Rodriguez might leave West Bromwich to Burnley. It's a 45% chance. Barcelona are really going strongly for William from Chelsea. They're doing everything in their reach to get him, uh, but Chelsea don't really want to let him go. Another person who might be leaving Chelsea, and it's pretty probable, and I heard it's going to happen in the couple, uh, couple next couple of days, Thibaut Courtois is going to leave uh, Chelsea to join Real Madrid. Um, let's see. Harry Maguire looks like Manchester United's interesting in him from Leicester. Now, we... Learned Harry Maguire's name because obviously he played in the World Cup for England. And I think he did a pretty good job for them. Uh, now, it looks like John Moutinho is very probable of joining uh, Wolves. Uh, looks like Manchester United are interested in Jerome Boateng. And Matteo Darmian, who I believe is a left back for for Manchester United. He's a right back for Manchester United. And it looks like he might join Napoli. And the list goes like on and on and on. I don't want to bore you guys with the facts and with the stuff that you could update. But what I really wanted to put in is that um, I love the beautiful game. And I love everything it's done to me and what it's done for everybody. And up to this point, and it looks like I'm only allowed to record up to 60 minutes, but... That is it. I have reached, and I think this is the longest podcast I've ever recorded. And if you are one of the strong warriors who has made it up to this point and has listened to every single minute of this podcast, I salute you, sir. Thank you for listening to the Soccer Centered Podcast, Soccer Symphony, where we talk about everything soccer related. Uh, I hope that this podcast has been like music to your ears. And remember not to just watch, but to listen. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on every single platform that... Soccer Symphony is available on. And if you're listening to Soccer Symphony on any of the other podcasts previously mentioned, Google Podcast, Apple, Spotify, Rocket Rocketcast, I believe it's called, or something like that. Pocketcast, I truly appreciate every single person who's taken their beautiful time to listen to this podcast. And believe me, uh, 
Soccer Symphony will continue to grow. I'll continue to push it forward. Uh, spread the good, spread the word about the good news of Soccer Symphony. Until the next episode, I've been your host, Jeff Vitas. Thank you for listening. Peace, and until next time.